Today, we'll talk about which two positions the Florida Gators need to target more recruiting-wise. We'll talk about the men's basketball team hiring Kevin Hoovdy, and we'll wrap up by talking about some Florida Gators men's basketball team targets in the transfer portal, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports. Like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Let me know how I can make the show better. Let me know what you think about it. We are going to talk today about... Um, this Florida Gators football team, you know, I'm very high on them. I think that they're going to be better than probably most people expect, and I think that's fair of me to say so because I think it's going to be a relatively safe team offensively where the defense is going to have to carry them. Um, but there are still weaknesses on this team, of course, which we will talk about later. We've talked about it a little bit, but we'll talk later. And what I want to talk about today, though, is that there are some positions where the Florida Gators need to target them heavily for the 2023 and 2024 recruiting cycles. This is more about depth and talent on the current roster and where we'll be next year and in future years. We knew when when the Florida Gators hired Billy Napier to be the new head coach out of Louisiana that the first year was probably going to be a little bit of a rough year. Again, I'm higher on the team than most, but the thought is this is going to be a little bit of a rough year. Uh, and that there needs to be talent added to this roster. But I'm not talking about immediate talent. I'm talking about the future here. We'll take a look at which positions Coach Napier needs to focus on while on the recruiting trail. Because I want you to keep in mind here, uh, this doesn't really have to do with this year. That's why I said for 2023 and 2024, this doesn't have to do with what positions are weak this year. That's not what we're talking about, or what positions are strong this year. This is partially about the talent on the current roster, but only in the extent of who we'll have in the future. Because you could look at right now, like one of the positions is edge. So you could look at edge, and I think this one is obvious where I say the Florida Gators need to address this position in recruiting for 2023 and 2024 because I've pretty openly said about this edge group that the Florida Gators have right now. It's Brenton Cox Jr., and then it's a bunch of guys headlined by Princely Umenmielin and Chief Borders. But behind Brenton Cox Jr., it's a toss-up where you're just banking on potential. You know, Prince Liam and Mealing, he is an edge guy, but he's also going to be playing some interior defensive line. Chief Borders, that's that's just strictly upside that we're talking about here. He's not someone who's got a proven track record by any by any stretch of the word amongst Florida Gators fans. So that's something where the Florida Gators, yeah, we we've got some depth. But there's not a ton of talent. Like, like we don't have a ton committed here right now. We've got, what, one edge committed for 2022, none for 2023. 2023 only has one commit in general. Um, and it, it's a skill position wide receiver DB. So we're, we're looking at right now an edge group that is not deep at all right now. It's not. I mean, two of the edges have gone to play tight end during the spring. So this is not a deep edge group by any stretch of the imagination. Brenton Cox Jr., 
is a very top heavy player, not in the sense of like his physical build, but in the sense of he's very good, but behind him, it's question marks. I love Prince Liam and Melian. I do. And I love chief borders and I love what chief borders can do, but behind them, it's just question marks next year. We've got Princely and we've got Chief Borders. But you always say when you look at an edge group, you need three good pass rushers. The Gators are lucky that this year their interior defensive line group has someone like Javon Dexter who can kind of rev up that pass rush and get things going because they need the help. But edge, long term, it's all a toss up. It's all very murky right now. And then we're going to stay in the front seven here because the other position that we're talking about that really needs to get boosted is off-ball linebacker. And look, I I love the linebackers that are in the room right now. I do. But right now, the linebackers in the room, Ventrell Miller, uh, Amari Bernie, Dewan Black, Derek Wingo, Justin Pellich, they're all off-ball linebackers with one or two years remaining in Gainesville. You know, we could look at Dewan Black and it's like, yeah, he's been here such a short time, but he came out of JUCO. He's got eligibility that he used up already. We could look at... Derek Wingo, we're hoping he gets on the field, but he's got two years remaining. Justin Pellett, same thing. We've got Ventrell Miller and Amari Bernie, their last year of eligibility here. Behind them, it's, it's legitimately a toss-up. Like, like Shamar James is coming in, but that's it as an off-ball linebacker. There really isn't enough depth or talent here long-term at either edge or off-ball linebacker. And that's a big concern for me because – you guys know I love Patrick Tony and I love what he does defensively. But one of the things he likes to do is that he likes to rotate players in very frequently. And that's a little bit of a concern when you talk about the depth here. Because right now, I think this year, I think this year we're fine depth-wise. I do. I think this year's okay. Because we've got guys like on the edge, like I am fine with Lloyd Summerall being our fourth edge rusher. That's not an issue for me at all. So I'm fine with that. Off-ball linebacker, I'm fine with everybody we have right now, almost everybody we have right now, playing a decent amount. I'm fine with that. But when you look at the future, there are a lot of positions that are going to need to be filled on this Florida Gators team. And obviously, I get it. That's what recruiting is for. That's what the transfer portal is for. That's what high school recruiting is for. I get that. But edge and off-ball linebacker need to be prioritized a lot. And I love the corners that we're looking at. I love looking at so many of the corners. But... There are other positions of need on this defense alone that really need to get addressed by Billy Napier, uh, Patrick Tony, Sean Spencer, Corey Raymond. I don't care who you're talking about. Jay Bateman, I don't care who you're talking about. They need to get addressed, and that's something that Billy Napier and his staff will need to tackle going into the future years of the Florida Gators. Although the future is bright, they do have some needs to get addressed. We're going to talk about the basketball future, but first I'm going to talk to you guys about Stat Hero because I participated in March Madness. And do you know what that means? Actually, I'm sorry, before I even get that far, I picked Baylor to beat Auburn in the championship. Do you know what that means? Yeah, my bracket was demolished the first weekend. So, <laughs> me. That was really fun. But Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums paid star players against each other in a hybrid of fantasy and sports gambling. Stat Hero, they give their gamers a higher chance of winning because you eliminate the mystery of who or what you're going against. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match on your first deposit or your next deposit. That's stathero.com slash locked on using promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Terms and conditions may apply. It's spring break time. We're, we're getting ready for the summer. 
we gotta we gotta eat right. We gotta get fit because beach bod season's coming up. And if you're trying to get fit, built bar is the way to go. Like I, I've mentioned to you guys before, like I really struggle with I, I know I say it's a sweet tooth thing, but it is hard for me to not eat junk food because I need sweet. So built bar is how I tackle that because it's sweet enough, it's already covered in hundred percent chocolate. But even though it's sweet, four net carbs, just fantastic for me, 130 calories, along with 17 grams of protein. So you could throw out the Reese's, the Kit Kat, the Skittles, whatever it is that you got. We had Twix the other day. Um, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors too, so that you will never get bored and you don't got to feel guilty. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, one five to get 15% off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. Thanks again for making Lock Nugget your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We're going to talk about this Florida Gators basketball coaching staff now because obviously, as you all know by now, Mike White left to go to the University of Georgia, which is fantastic for Florida because it saved them money. And it, it, it's funny because I realized, I literally just thought about this, where Florida's hired Billy Napier and they've hired Todd Golden, and it's like these meticulous guys where, where uh, they want to get – the most out of the least, you know, we're looking at analytics, we're looking at how to win within the margins and Florida is getting money for uh, Mike White leaving Georgia. And we were like, Oh, they're going to make a big hire. Now that they're getting that money. Nope, they're still going Todd Golden. They're, they're still making the most out of the little but Todd Golden has fired has hired his first assistant coach. And it is Kevin Hoovdy. But the thing is, who is Kevin Hoovdy? Kevin Hoovdy is now the assistant coach of the Florida Gators. But He's got plenty of experience coaching alongside Todd Golden. They've worked together for seven years in total. They were both assistant coaches for Columbia University in New York from 2012 to 2014 before Todd Golden left that staff to work under Bruce Pearl at Auburn. Then Todd Golden went to San Francisco, and that was causing them to reunite because they reunited in San Francisco from 2017 through the 2020 to 2021 college basketball season when Hoovdy would then take the role with with Richmond and then of course now Todd Golden is in Gainesville as the head coach of the Florida Gators men's basketball team and he brought his buddy with him he he, he took his guy with him similar to how Billy Napier took Patrick Tony with him from Louisiana to Florida Todd Golden did the same thing with Kevin Hoovdy he brought Kevin Hoovdy from, well, I mean, at this point, it was from Richmond because there was that one year at Richmond, but he took him with him to Florida. And that, that's great because I think, I know that a lot of people have kind of bashed the hiring as, as you know, Todd Golden, he's a young head coach and an inexperienced head coach from a mid-major that's coming to a major program. His, his biggest assistant should be this big name hire. And I, I get when people say that. I, I understand when Florida Gators fans are like, you know what, well, we need to make a big hire. We're the University of Florida. I understand that. We're University of Florida. We need to, to make these big hires. We need to be an elite program immediately. But here's the thing that I'll say. Um, because I, I know that we talk about this, this high potential, high risk, high reward, high or whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, we there is a very smart gentleman that we all know and love at this point, and uh, he's got a saying that I want to bring to you, and that is "scared money don't make money." It's also a great song, by the way. YG, 
it, it's it's dope. Um, but scared money, no make money. We're gonna roll with who we know is good. I don't care how much you cost. I was fine with a big time hire. I'm fine with a, I mean, cheaper but higher risk hire. I don't care about it. If it works, I don't care. <laughs> it's it's just, I, I, it means nothing to me. If Todd Golden thinks that Kevin Hoovdy is going to be his guy and it works, then so be it. And like we're gonna take a look at what this system will be. We will take a deep dive into this system, because, but not today. Uh, because Todd Golden has said that his assistant coach will run the offense. He, he said that. And he's called Kevin Hoovdy when he hired him. He said he's one of the best offensive minds in basketball right now. And look, Todd Golden is widely regarded as a very smart man. If he thinks this dude's smart too, then so be it. I don't. I have no issues with it. Kevin Hoofdy, I am fine with it. But what we will say right now, we're going to take a very brief look at it, an abbreviated look, if you will, about what this offense will look like. Because Kevin Hoofdy, he's coming from Richmond, and he's going to bring that Richmond offense, I think, where it's going to be a, a Princeton offense. That's what we're going to do. It's a Princeton offense, but it's it's kind of uh, modernized, I guess would be the word for it. It's relevant to today's basketball but it's still the the Princeton offense and we'll see who else the coaching staff adds because that will obviously alter this offense but for those of you who don't know the Princeton offense I mean it's really like when you think of Princeton you think like smart simple fundamental stuff that's what the Princeton offense is the Princeton offense is fundamental basketball at its finest it is motioning uh cuts screening creating open shots for your teammates, whether it's on or off ball screens. They're they're going to be multiple ball handlers in this offense. That's something where we didn't see that a ton with Florida. You know, last year, we saw Tyree Appleby a lot. We saw Myron Jones a lot. We saw the the point guard be the primary ball handler. And well, yes, we will see the point guard be the primary ball handler, but we'll see a more evenly distributed uh, playmaking load, I guess I'll say, or playmaking role here, because it's going to be multiple ball handlers. The offense is going to attack the paint, and if defenders want to help in, then there will be passes out for open threes, because as we all know, I mean, we could you could say it with me if you want, the most efficient shots in basketball are around the rim twos and catch and shoot threes. So that is exactly what the, what the Princeton offense of today is, tries to get you they try to get you quick and easy open layups and if the defense wants to crash in then they want you to pass out from inside the paint and they want you to get that catch and shoot three so that's exactly what this offense is doing and i I think right now when you look at the staff or when you look at the roster it's very uh very hit and miss you know, I, I think the big men right now are not really Princeton offense kind of guys because the big men usually in the Princeton offense, you stand around the free throw line, top key, and you have to distribute the ball. Um, that's not something that we're really getting here. Um, but again, we, we still got people to add. And we're going to talk about who the Florida Gators are looking at. We have two names that, they're, that they are interested in and one name that I think they should be interested in. And we're going to talk about those. But first, I'm going to talk to you guys about Rock Auto because today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With an ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible 
for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Like, why endure the often pointless and intimidating questioning? Like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? I don't know the difference, dog. I'm going to tell you now. I don't know the difference. You don't have to wait while the person behind the counter is looking for your part only to tell you, we're going to have to order it in. No, just order it yourself. It's fine. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket right here. I mean, mine's not in my pocket. It's on my desk, but you get the point. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. So easy, a Brandon can do it. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. How did you hear about us, boxes? So they know exactly who sent you. With amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about the transfer portal, but not the football one. For the first time, we are going to talk about the basketball transfer portal as something, as something where Florida will target players. Uh, I know last year, because it's been almost, oh my lord, it's, it's almost a year since I took over Lockdown Gators. Um, but last year, we spoke a lot about who the Florida Gators were adding. Here, we're going to take a look at who they're targeting now, and um, because there's a lot of talent there's a lot of talent needed on this team. There's old talent here last year, and now it's, it's time to add that. So Fardoz Amok is the first player that we're looking at. He's one of the top portal targets around. He's a big name out of Utah Valley. Florida is interested in him. And yesterday, it came out that he will begin taking visits with colleges. We know that there are a ton of schools interested. I know Texas Tech is one of them because locked on Texas Tech is all about him, but guess what? I want him more, so hmm, deal with that. He averaged 18.9 points per game and 13.6 rebounds per game uh, this past season. He hits Todd Golden's targets for effective field goal percentage, turnover percentage, offensive rebound percentage, and free throw rate. And if you don't remember what those are, effective field goal percentage takes into account your threes and twos, and it weights your threes. Turnover percentage is pretty self-explanatory offensive rebound percentage is pretty self-explanatory but it's usually a pretty low number we have a we have the number that todd golden wants as a team not really as an individual but he's got a very high individual number so we know that he will help this team and free throw rate is the amount of free throws you take compared to how many field goals you attempt and i am looking at those numbers because todd golden has said that's what he wants from his team so if we find a team where all of those players are analytically sound players and we are going to get the results that we want. He would be able to step in immediately for the Florida Gators and immediately be one of the best players, if not the best player on the team. The only area he doesn't really hit Todd Golden's target numbers is as a three-point shooter. But even even then, he hits the target as efficiency-wise. He just doesn't take that number of threes. Uh, But we will see that number of threes increase and we will see the number of mid-range jumpers decrease because he takes a lot of mid-range jumpers. And when he takes those mid-range jumpers, they're inefficient. He's, he's efficient around the rim. He's efficient from three. He is inefficient from, well, the inefficient area. <laughs> so it makes a lot of sense. His numbers, they'd probably drop a little bit, but he, I mean, he's a tremendous talent. He should be someone Todd Golden tries his absolute hardest to bring. Like this would be a home run ad from the transfer portal for the Florida Gators. I, I love what he'd be able to bring to this team. And again, like he, we'd cut out the inefficient shots. We know the most efficient shots in basketball are around the rim twos and catch and shoot threes. 
And that is exactly what this team can work towards with Fardas as a player that we add here. The next player that we're going to talk about is Noah Carter. He is another player that Florida has expressed interest in, and Noah Carter has openly said, you know, I have a lot of teams interested. We got BYU, we got Texas Tech, we got Kentucky's interested. There, there's Alabama, there's so many interested teams. And Noah Carter has said, I'm going to take my time and make this decision. And that's fine with me. He's a six foot six, 229 pound forward. He averaged 15 points per game and four rebounds per game. He's obviously more of a small forward type. That's six foot six. That's a small forward or a big shooting guard. Um, he also hits Todd Fulton's numbers for effective field goal percentage, turnover percentage, and free throw rate. He does not hit the mark for offensive rebounds, but again, that's hard to track individually. So that that's that's very difficult. And it's also very difficult, I think, to expect a small forward to really be the guy there obviously you're going to heavily weight your center and power forward as the offensive rebounders and your small forward shooting guard point guard every now and then obviously you don't expect a ton from them there uh carter absolutely though like like noah carter absolutely obliterated the turnover percentage it is so low for a guy with an assist percentage that is so high noah carter is a playmaker and you look at an offense where we're gonna say hey multiple ball handlers. Everybody's got to be willing to pass. Everybody's got to be willing to create and contribute. And Noah Carter does all of those things. He he will be the guy that can get those passes off. He, he Again, he's so efficient as a passer that it's fantastic to have a forward that can do that in an offense that is going to ask multiple people to contribute as a passer. So that's big here when we talk about Noah Carter and his potential fit with the Florida Gators, if Todd Golden uh, does decide to pursue him. The final name is a name that you guys probably know by now. Um, I I am going to say that I I think this is a a little bit of a more uh, far-fetched target. I guess that's a word I'll use. A little bit of a more far-fetched target, but he's someone that I like personally. Uh, It is Xavier Pinson from LSU. He is someone that I am very interested in. Spent three years at Missouri. One at LSU is now looking for a grad transfer for his one final season. He's not a great three-point shooter. Um, But again, we say the most efficient shots in basketball are around the rim twos and catch and shoot threes. And one of the best ways to get those catch-and-shoot threes is to have someone who can get into the paint and force double teams and get that op- get the ball to the open man. And then there's your catch-and-shoot three. Because Xavier Pinson, he's he's one of those he's one of those throwback guards, I guess you could say. He focuses on defense, focuses on playmaking. He he does need to cut down on the turnovers. There's absolutely that. I I, I won't I won't excuse that, but. He's someone who I, I really like what he can do defensively more than anything else. He's he's that defensive stopper as a guard. And, and it's a little bit of my, I guess I'll say bias there, where it's like I like the guys like Rondo, where it's like I don't care if you could shoot. I don't care how good of a scorer you are. You can get the ball to the paint. If you can distribute the ball and you can play defense, great. I love you. And that's what I think. I think he'd be great for Florida. Like, like think about if Florida puts out a shooting lineup, and we've got a five out, we'll say. We've got five players all on the perimeter, and he's the ball handler. If he can attack the paint and get to the paint, he could get that shot up, get fouled, whatever it might be, or he could dish it out if anybody collapses. He does hit the target for Todd Golden's effective field goal percentage. He hits the free throw rate, and he even has a good offensive rebound percentage for a point guard 
that is big to talk about. That, that, that's that Rondo. That, that's Rondo that we're talking about there. Uh, he just needs to clean up the turnovers. His assist percentage is fantastic. It's just his turnover percentage is also pretty high. But I will give him leeway for the high assist percentage and the great defense. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators. Now make your second listen, Lockdown NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E. And I any sports and I will see you all tomorrow.